7 Days to Play. Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. I chose Star Trek Fleet Command. That is a powerful title. Unspecified Fleet. Unspecified Fleet. Star Trek, trademark, Fleet Command is a 2018 game from Scopely. Scopely. Whose tagline... Seize the play, <laughs> which I feel like was a rejected title for this very podcast. <laughs> when we were going back and forth about what to call this show, seize the play, seize the play. That's quite bad. Yeah, it's like what carpe play, <laughs> carpe diem. <laughs> Just be glad we didn't go with any of those choices. Uh, Scopely have made a bunch of high-profile games. Uh, WWE champions. I did try out. Yeah, I did try out oh. both WWE champions and the Walking Dead game previously. Road to Survival. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, general impressions on those? Well, I, I feel like this is the point that I'm going to get to uh, eventually. But yeah, those are all sort of free to play collectathon games. Polished but hollow. Polished but hollow is a good term. Yes. Like those Oscar like, statues. Like me. <laughs> what else they got? Wheel of Fortune. Yahtzee with buddies. So yeah, like really high profile, big brand name games. They also made like the Ellen dice game or something like that. So Ellen has given them some money to produce a game that's going to make her even more money. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Yeah. They went to Ellen and be like, we want to make you a game. It's like, what do I need to do? Oh, you need to be in the photo shoot for an hour. Okay, great. (laughs) They describe Star Trek fleet command, role play and strategize with an entire galaxy of characters and ships. You do get all the characters, it seems. Eventually unlocks, yeah. Yeah, this is... And it's J.J. Uh, Abrams' universe, mm-hmm. not the 60s universe. Yeah, I... I was kind of waiting for Patrick... Oh, great, Stewart, yeah. I That's kind of expected name. Patrick Stewart. I kind of expected um, William Shatner. But at the same time, like okay. I'm kind of glad that they're going with the new, the new brand Redux... I forget what you call it. It's a new canon. Yeah, reboot. The reboot. That'd be another word for it. Endless reboots. Um, and the characters are creepy. Then very shiny. <laughs> they are like, their faces are very polished. Must be the new air in the Star Trek universe. Where's the climate control in this damn ship? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's something you have to level up. They do. You start off, no climate control in your <laughs> ship, and then suddenly, then you can like, oh, install du- air ducts. And then you get a whole, um, like, uh, forced air cooling system. Yeah, and you know they have a they have a command for moisturized face because all of their faces look very very dewy. <laughs> well, that's how they stay young. Stay young in space. Level two moisturization on my face. <laughs> wow. Now let's talk about our respective levels of knowledge about the Star Trek universe. I'd say I'm a fan, yes. but not like a diehard fan. What is your favorite Star Trek uh, TV season? TNG for sure. That is the new The next girls. generation. Oh. <laughs> the one with Patrick Stewart. I was actually looking into this, and that series came out in 1987. And it still holds up. Like, the show is still great. Yeah, 30-minute episodes, I think, right? Has to be 30 minutes. Can't be an You're hour. asking the wrong person. I've never seen a single Star Trek. Yeah, I feel like they're 30 minutes episodes, and they're, they're packed with good primetime sci-fi goodness so primetime meaning like it's not like the deep sci-fi it's not like the sci-fi that's really gonna mess with your head the expanse (laughs) no like taking a point and then sort of driving it into the future and then seeing what the world is like 
kind of like what Black Mirror does. It's like, okay, imagine this scenario if this happened and then just make a world completely around that hypothesis, right? So it has like these nice little elements like, oh, what if this alien race just had no concept of love? Like, what would that be like? And then you see normal people, i.e. the bridge crew, interact with them and be like, oh, that's strange, right? You are selling me on this show. But it's really good. (laughs) I feel like people say Deep Space Nine is up there as well as one of the, the if you can get past the first few episodes it gets good yeah I don't know if that's true that's something i've heard. deep space nine is good i think voyager is good i think it's really when you interact or like when is the time that you've actually dug into it people seem to like because i think like all the next generation deep space nine and voyager had a really similar vibe and type of writing that was really good yeah um but for some reason like the next generation was the one that I first started with. And so I have the fondest memory of that. Yeah. I think, uh, Robert D Moore, who famously created the good sci-fi show, Battlestar Galactica mm. was a writer on Star Trek previously. Oh, cool. And that's kind of how he got his start. Um, I have only seen one of the new JJ Abrams movies, mm. maybe where they shoot Sherlock Holmes in a torpedo into space. Okay. <laughs> Right, yeah, I think that was two. That two? Oh, yeah. boy. So it didn't seem to one? Okay. Star Trek would not be my chosen specialist subject. Okay. If I was on the British TV show Mastermind. <laughs> With Magnus Magnuson. Back in the day, yes. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Excellent knowledge, Sam. I'm very impressed. Starship. Starship. Star Trek. Starfleet Trek Command. Starfleet Trek Command. It's not Flight Command. It's Fleet Command. This is a... 4X, look at me digging back into uh, knowledge you've taught me in the past. Ah, uh, Sam's in pain at that yeah, description. Yeah, I think it wants <laughs> to be a 4X, right? Uh, which we should say explore, expand, extract, and exterminate. Exploit and exterminate. Okay. Yeah, so it's like you gather resources, you find new land, you kill everyone that's around you, and... <laughs> You essentially want to grow your empire, which I think in basis, like this is what the game is trying to do, right? Or make it feel like you're doing, but that's not the experience that I had with it. You start up the game. There's some cute language like generating warp speed engines, (laughs) firing up the torpedoes. And the first thing you get, bam, do you want to download (laughs) 150 megabytes of additional game data? So, which you have no choice but to do, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so do you want to? Like, you have no choice. You have to. <laughs> which is, I mean, that was the first barrier for me because I would always open this when I was out and about, not near a Wi-Fi connection. Right. And so I first go and like, oh boy, okay, well, I'm about to get on the subway. I don't want to rinse really 150 perfect. megabytes off my download data plan. So I was like, oh, I'll do it next time I'm home or the next time at the office, which of course I totally forgot about. And then I did the same thing again. I was like, oh, well, let me play it. Oh, wait. Oh, no. And he still needs to download something. So, yeah. yes, we do not live in the futuristic universe where everyone has free Wi-Fi all over their ship. But even, even those pesky ward cupboards at the end. Even if it's like, uh, you know, you're very luxurious with your data plan, you know, 100 megs is not that fast in downloading. Even Yeah. Right? It's like it, it takes maybe two, three minutes. Yeah, it's not a great first run game. Yeah, so I think in that aspect, I think there could have been other things that they did in in lieu of that to get you excited for actually trying it out, like even character creation or something that introduces you to the game itself. 
they don't I don't think even Dragalia lost the worst offender of this category <laughs> uh, stopped you from playing the first level no memory serve you could at least play your first level before you ran into the download wall right I believe that was the case yeah it allowed you to taste some of the delicious <laughs> gameplay that was in there yeah and then after that you know the first part of the I mean I feel like my entire experience with this game has just been constant tutorials because it is a game of large breath. Oh boy. Is that the right term? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Cause you have to, first thing you do is like you're in this, you're in one of the starships. I believe, I forget what it's called. Um, and then one thing, like immediately, I think you just have to go destroy one of the other bad ships for no reason. It's like, oh, emergency, let's let's go kill it. And then you go kill it, and it's probably the most lackluster starship battle fighting I've ever seen. It's just, <laughs> you know, if you if you imagine two chickens getting ready to peck each other in, in a cockfight. Oh God, that took a bleak turn. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what it seems like they're doing, except you see little torpedoes, photon torpedoes shooting at each other. And then all of a sudden you are claimed as the winner for no reason. You're just like, okay, I guess that was a battle. Yes. The star, the starship battles do seem a little arbitrary. Right. Who wins and who doesn't. It's actually quite funny when you tap on the ship, even tells you easy or very easy, (laughs) which kind of defeats the excitement of attacking a ship. After that tutorial, it just puts you in like a whole bunch of other tutorials about stuff that I feel I've never really seen in a Star Trek movie, which is <laughs> we have to build this base. You have to build an extractor for resources. You have to build a silo for these resources. And then after you build it, you have to start collecting the resources. Oh, by the way, <laughs> now let's go check this place out. You check it out. Hey, you know what? Those resources, you got to go and collect those resources. Also, you should do some research. I'm like, what (laughs) is going on? Yeah, there is an awful lot happening. Researching, uh, upgrading officers, upgrading ships. Uh, You join an alliance, which is something... Sam, do you join an alliance? I forget. I must have Mm. in in somewhere. My alliance is called Buckaroo. Mm. (laughs) A strong name. (laughs) Just why I chose that. I don't think I've chosen an alliance. Uh, oh, okay. They do suggest joining an alliance because, of course, everything is timed in this game. You, If you want to upgrade or up-level anything, ah, there's a corresponding amount of time you need to wait. Anything over five minutes, you can't fast-forward. But you can ask for your help from your alliance. You know what? This is a very grindy game, but I somehow I didn't mind it. I feel like you did mind it. A little bit. Yeah, I did mind it because it wasn't... I, w- I was not grinding on the things that I wanted to grind in a Star Trek game. <laughs> That's interesting because yeah. I have very little experience of Star Trek. To me, this is... Oh, is my I guess my expectations were, oh, yeah, this is just a fun space game where you're attacking ships and building up and promoting officers and all the rest of it. Whereas I didn't really have much expectation around what Star Trek is. Whereas perhaps you did, and that's was it a disappointment for right, you. Right, okay. So here's my expectation of a Star Trek game that says it's Star Trek Fleet Command. Okay, I'm sitting down. I don't want to get into the place where I'm going to seem like a, um, how should I say, entitled gamer, mm-hmm. right? I, I respect the choices that they made in this game. I think this company has done 
what it does best, which is to build, build these type of games where you upgrade your base, right? So if you look at the Walking Dead game, you're upgrading your base. And, you know, this, is, this has been a thing since games like Farmville, which essentially you're building a farm, you're collecting resources, you're making the silos to collect the grains, and then you build this thing so you collect more money and you just find a faster way to make money. And I feel all they've done is really port this game to that, right? Right, they've, got, they've made a great engine for collecting resources, leveling up, and then they can just whack a different skin or a different UI exactly. experience on it. So uh, I feel like this game has done that. And if people are looking for that, I think that's great because it does build it in the Star Trek universe. You have nice futuristic little farmlands <laughs> that collect resources that, you know, um, foreign naming resources like, let's see, Par Steel. Yeah, Par Steel Generator. I don't know. I've never heard it. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard it from. I guess eventually you get to the actual in canon resources like dilithium, right? Which is a thing that you hear in Star Trek all the time, but that's like the core Ritanium. fuel thing. Dilithium. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's what you make. Uh, it's, it's very much set up like a farmland if you look inside your base. Um, if you scroll over to the different areas, you get, you know, stuff like, um, like a library or like a research center where you can upgrade, you know, new technology. So things run more efficiently and it's all towards this thing of like building up a big farm. It's essentially farm villain space. Um, villain space. (laughs) And they kind of ported it over to a different aspect of it where there's another thing. It's called exterior. So that was interior base and exterior base. You have stuff like, Oh, your, your home space station requires weapons to protect itself. And I, I, I think the, the, the whole MMO aspect here is that with the Alliance, you can start making a lot of these bases. You can protect yourself from other MMO players mm-hmm. that might attack your base for resources, uh, which, is, which are kind of things that Clash of Clans did as well. Um, but to me, that wasn't why I wanted to play a game that's called Star Trek Fleet Command. I wanted more of the actual battles that you have. Um, You know, if you watch these Star Trek movies, it's all about strategy and tactics of like positioning your ship at a certain location, um, you know, putting them in cloak or not cloaked, Mm. traveling around them in like a certain speed so you don't waste your energy, focusing your shields in smart ways so that you have a limited amount of power and you have to focus on like, okay, um, do I spend it on shields so that I protect myself from these blasts or do I spend it on energy so that I can kill them quicker, right? Um, And I felt like that was the main thing for me that was missing to make this game really exciting. Yeah. And then when I got to the actual battles, it was just like that chicken thing of them (laughs) rotating around each other, which lasts for about three seconds. And then it's like, boom, okay, you win. I'm like, what? That's that was it. My understanding of what makes Star Trek quite compelling is that it's never black and white. It's Mm. not. There's often sort of explorations of what morality and the human condition is. And it's not just traveling around blowing up ships. (laughs) I never really found playing this game i didn't quite get to well either the strategy <laughs> no there's or, no question of like oh you have to go destroy this ship 
And it's like, why do I have to go destroy? It's like, I just go destroy it. You're going to kill him because he's hunting us. <laughs> like you go there and then you kill him. And then the guy doesn't actually die. He's like, I'll get you again. <laughs> you pesky kids. <laughs> there are some choices, I think, on one or two of the missions I did where you get to choose whether to... Oh, was one of them I did. Oh, you, there's like a, a stranded ship and you can choose whether to help them repair the hull of their ship or deliver them food or something like that. And then I think there's another one where, oh, you had to intercept the enemy ship and you decide whether to let the, the leader go or take him, take him prisoner. But right. I wasn't really sure what the consequences of choosing each of those was. I don't know if you reach that point or not yeah i i actually played through that level as well um i remember that but yeah like you said i don't remember the outcome of it like whether that was granting me resources that i otherwise wouldn't have had and what those resources i actually benefited from yeah right um so that wasn't really clear i also feel like i didn't get a sense of like what i missed out after i made that choice um it wasn't that detrimental and i think this is just like a very low risk low Um, (laughs) no like you don't feel the effects of really anything you're just kind of right can you lose i don't think you can lose this game tapping your way through yeah uh yeah it's funny you say tapping your way through i certainly felt this was a clicker yeah uh because i mean it's so complicated and the ui is so cluttered that they have to give you a tutorial and they have to kind of guide you through what to do and they do, maybe they do, then they do such a good job that everything you need to tap on has a little, you know, exclamation icon or mm-hmm. like a guidance here, tap here. So really all you're doing is just, oh, what's the next button that has a little exclamation on or a little green thing to tap? Yep. And you just keep on doing that. Right. Regardless of, oh, I, now I'm doing something with buying new lasers. Oh, now I'm doing something to increase Spock's uh, intelligence or something. And now I'm doing something to... Uh, build a new pastel generator yeah. or a hangar. Like, you, you don't really get the interconnection of how all those things work, at least to, to, to begin with. I mean, maybe that happens after you've played another seven days. I don't know. But. Right. So, you know what I felt when I first played this? I felt like, especially after playing it for a couple of days and you're back in the game and you're tapping through it until you can't tap no more, right? You're <laughs> right, essentially, yes, right. keep tapping, okay, upgrade, yeah, I, I can't upgrade? Okay, I have to I have to get some, some more stuff before I can upgrade again. Oh, we need to wait 15 minutes? Okay, fine. <laughs> and then I felt like, you know how in PUBG... Oh, I'm listening. After you've played for a little bit, you get like all these notifications of all the different cards and crates and stickers and... Brendan points. Brendan points. <laughs> You've received and you just have to like go through and collect them all. Right. That's exactly how I felt in this game. (laughs) Without the satisfying action of getting a chicken dinner. Yeah. I think they did a good job, at least in my experience, that it's still kind of fun. Like I still want to carry on playing this game. I should own up that I have been traveling this last week, so I haven't had as much chance to play this game as I would have liked, uh, especially because I've been on planes and Wi-Fi. And of course, for this game, you need to be connected to the Wi-Fi at all time. You know, I kind of enjoy it. Like, I kind of feel like I want to play more to see if my endless tapping will actually reward me in some way. Right. And I think that's, you know, this this is a company that's made these kind of games before with the polish that expects yeah. It's very slick, yeah. right? Yeah. Nothing is really out of place. It does feel like everything belongs in this Star Trek world. It looks pretty great. It looks great. It All runs smoothly. Yeah. yeah. And they do walk you through things where you're like, you feel like you've become a pro at it after just a few minutes of playing with it. So in that aspect, like I, 
if you like these type of games, like if you like Clash of Clans and if you like Farmville and these type of games where you're like building up a thing, you can get back to it. You have an alliance, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Like, I think this is very polished. It's just not what I expected from a Star Trek game. Comparing this to uh, Stardew Valley, I think Stardew Valley went a little bit too far the other way where mm. you really had no idea what you were doing and right. they sort of hid everything away from you. Here, nothing is hidden. There's, yeah. It's, yeah, just interesting to see the contrast of those two different approaches. And I think I'm going to drop a new term here. And I think... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Teach me, Sam. So, um, and I'm totally making this up, but I feel with a game like Stardew Valley, it requires some like gamer discovery. Right. Mm -hmm. Like as a gamer, you want to discover the deeper aspects of this game and actually allows you to dig into it a little deeper. Right. It might take a little bit more time, a little bit more effort. Yeah. Um, That's not normally required uh, from like a mass market audience. But if you do, I feel the rewards are a lot higher. Whereas Mm -hmm. a game like Star Trek Fleet Command, you know, it's that's not required at all. Everything like you said, everything is presented in front of you. But the opposite side of that is that without that gamer discovery, there isn't really a good reward. It's like, you know exactly what you're going to get. Right. You can see, oh, it's the reward is maybe, oh, bigger ships. Yeah. Oh, I can finally get the Starship Enterprise. I can finally build that Ikea barn in Egg Inc. (laughs) Which is great. But still, yeah, like, oh, it's just striving for bigger and bigger things. And that is somehow satisfying to our stupid human brains. Right. Um, A thing that that I will say is that I've never felt like I had to pay for anything in this game. That's true. It was, uh, it was free to download. It's free to download. Yeah. Yeah. So I can just carry on playing. I'm sure there are people that have paid money for like different accoutrements in the game, like maybe more ships, more people, bigger Spock ears, more outfits, yeah, longer ears. <laughs> you can hear better than <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. I've not experienced that either. Maybe they've, been kind of a little bit more smart about where you run up against that buffer mm. and like oh you need to play so many hours first or hit a certain level and then oh maybe then they'll start enticing you to and we'll turn you into a whale yeah cow whale i think whale is a term they use for people that spend a bunch of money on games like this they just shoot dollar bills out the blowhole <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's get to the three by threes Three by threes. Hit me with your good points. Hit me with your good points. Oh, no. So it does feel like the Star Trek universe. Like the music is there. The polish is there. The way things look. It's oh. it's missing the J.J. Abrams lens flare. <laughs> but um, good licensing. I feel like they did pretty true to, you know, if you're expecting a game like this, I feel, yeah, you got that Star Trek vibes. I thought the onboarding and tutorialization, while a lot of it didn't annoy me, and I can't explain why, I think in other games it would have annoyed me somehow, mm. but maybe just the presentation and the the slick polish of their greasy faces. <laughs> <laughs> their slippery faces. Yeah. Actually kind of worked on me. Yeah. Like I was, I was sucked in, so well done on the tutorial. I wonder when the tutorials stop though. I think or they just never stop. Yeah, I think they're always going to be there. Right, because they shoehorn in, oh, now you have this AI on your ship. That'll tell you what to do. Yep. Which, yeah, we'll see how annoying that gets. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, like the game has a tremendous amount of polish. Like I really didn't see anything that was off. Like everything registered properly. Like 
things get called out to you when they need to in a non-annoying way. Um, I also did enable push notifications. Oh, me too. Yeah. You have to get that full experience. And it's not, it wasn't that annoying, right? Like some people might hate it. Congratulations. I've not def- that annoying. <laughs> I've definitely seen other games where it's really annoying with the push notifications. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, but this, yeah, it's to be expected. That's probably all I got. Yeah, me yeah. too. That's all for the good points. <laughs> Go on to the bad points. It is very confusing. If you're the kind of person that really likes to fully grasp a game or at least kind of understand the motivation and strategy, that does not reveal itself, at least for the amount of time I played it, which I will save for later. But if you're just happy just to keep tapping on things, yeah, it's been pretty good. But it's tricky. I don't know. I feel like they've kind of gone too overboard with the complexity. I feel like there is a large variety of things to do with no real benefit on like why it's so complicated, right? <laughs> it's like there are all these tech trees, all these like really interesting things that they can really expand on. But I think the input that you're giving it are always so simple. And so that's that's like one of my my biggest negative points is that this does feel very much like one of those typical build and gather resources type game where you're just, you know, mindlessly just clicking on things. Um, which I think why like uh, those idle tappers are so funny because like they're essentially boiling it down, right? They're boiling down this type of game into like a singular action, Mm. right? Which, which is all it needs. My next point is that for a game that's in the Star Trek universe, where in the Star Trek universe, one of the main aspects are these big cinematic ship battles. The ship battles are so lackluster. (laughs) Um, I wish there was something more that was there in the actual battle itself. But yeah, from what I experienced, like, I don't know, like maybe down the line, like when, when the battles are longer and gets more complicated, like you'll have more actions to do stuff like, I don't know, a maneuver, right? Yep. But really the experience is tap on a ship, click attack. And then see what happens. Right. But most of the time, like if the specs, it's all about the specs. Like if you have greater power than the other ship, and you see your chances, it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to be easy. You just go and destroy it, right? Yep, it's like the card game that, whose name we can no longer say. Top. Mm-hmm. Top cards. Yeah. Yes, top cards. It's top card, but in animated form. Right. And barely in animation. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's very small on the screen. Yeah. The ships kind of circle each other. Some <laughs> little explodey things happen. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Fire the torpedoes! And then Simon Pegg goes, that was a tough fight. <laughs> We see Simon Pegg. <laughs> Do they yeah. was there character acting in the voices or not? No, there were no voices at all. Okay. Yeah, which was I think I don't know. Fine. Not necessary. There would have been a lot of lines they had to record for this if they did all the tutorials. Right, and they can't afford the actual actors, so they it'd be like afford- terrible impersonators. <laughs> so it's not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't go with the Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Harry Potter idea of just doing mumbling. Oh, yeah. mm, 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 mm. <laughs> and then the Alan Rickman. Mm, mm, mm. It's still upsetting to this day. <laughs> Final but, seven day rating, Edwin. I was out of town for five of the seven days. Okay. And so I, I am going to abstain from rating this week. Come back next week and find out my actual seven day rating. Okay. But... 
I'm kind of hooked. I'm kind of into it. Like, I want to play it some more. I want to tap on more buttons. All right. So we'll see. We'll see. My final seven day rating is four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, better than I was kind of expecting. So I did get a little bit hooked into the world. Um, but once I really didn't see any benefits of an actual story evolving uh, or like is. the battles getting better. And it was just sort of like a clickathon to upgrade things that are constantly going to be going to need upgrading. I was kind of over it. Uh, I probably will not be returning to this game, unfortunately. Okay. Yep. It's like the Orville. Just like the Orville. <laughs> no season two for me. <laughs> did you watch the the recent CBS Star Trek? Show? I did. Okay. I watched the first season of Star Trek Discovery and really liked it. Mm. Yeah. It took some... It went went to some crazy places, that one. Sam, it is your, ch- your churn. My churn. Uh, that was a combination of chance and turn? <laughs> or No, the combination of choice and turn? Mm, I like Sam, it. Sam, it's your churn. My churn. Okay, Edwin. Okay. Sounds like a serious face on. I'm worried. I think up until... Well, this year has been pretty light and fluffy. Time to get serious. Fleet command. You're literally commanding a fleet <laughs> in the universe. But okay, yeah. You have seven days to play. Oh, boy. Alien Blackout. Ugh. I mean, yay. Another film game spin-off. Tagline. Space survival horror. Welcome to the next terrifying chapter in the Alien Saga. Can you escape? So this is based off of a game that came out on the PC, Xbox, and PS4 called Alien Isolation, which was a very good game, but very serious game. Um, It's based off of the original Alien that was made by Ridley Scott, right? So you have like an 80s vibe to it with all the interface and everything. You play in the game, in the, in the PC game, you play as the daughter of uh, Ripley. Mm. Can you play as the cat? I want a game where I can play as the cat. Mm, not yet. That's the, that's the DLC. Uh, so this is a continuation of that in some way. But how will I know the story, Sam? Let me tell you. Okay. The terror of Alien is brought to life in Alien Blackout. Try to stay alive while trapped aboard a crippled... Wayland yutani space station carrying a deadly xenomorph as it tirelessly hunts you and the crew. Outsmart the perfect hunter by making perilous choices. Players must rely on the damaged controls of the space station or risk sacrificing crew members to avoid deadly contact, permanently altering the outcome of the game. Oh, interesting. Mm, A little bandersnatch for you. Mm -hmm. Come on, Bond. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, that seems interesting. So, at I first, it, I, my mind kind of went to Don't Stop Sneaking, mm. the kind of a evasion game, but if they're sort of permanently altering the outcome, that seems like they're doing some more story stuff. Yeah, interesting. I love the key. Can we jump to the key features? Key features, yeah, sure. Survive so, or die. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Encounter fear again and again. Oh, hello, fear. Nice to see you again. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it says it right here. A new chapter in the Alien franchise. A new chapter in the Alien franchise following the saga of Amanda Ripley, Ellen Ripley's daughter, between the films oh. Alien and Aliens. Yeah, so I think you do play as Amanda Ripley. I do think uh, you will need headphones for this, for okay. that auditory experience. It'll probably give you a screen in the beginning that says, Best, best experience play. with headphones. <laughs> All right. So ready to pucker up your... Pause pause your podcasts (laughs) and pucker up your butthole and encounter fear again and again and again. I like that it's uh, it's described 
itself as perfectly designed for mobile gaming. They tried to make it really like mobile first rather than just trying to port over a regular game experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. This got announced like a couple of weeks ago and now it's already out. So it's one of those, you know, triple A games that has focused on their efforts on mobile. So we'll see. Four ninety nine available now in the app store. Before we go, Sam, do you have a thing of the week? So I finished sex education on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is really great. Highly recommend. Loved it. Don't watch on the bus or in front of your children. Yes. Or you'll be embarrassed. Unless, uh, yeah. If you don't, if you don't care, like if, <laughs> you can just watch it. It's still a TV show, right? Uh, with a lot of nudity. Um, I have moved on to another, uh, another show. I am now, I have started Punisher season two. Oh, Sam, why are you doing this yourself? Oh, oh boy. I like Punisher season one. Oh, really? Okay, we're good. (laughs) So I don't know if you know me. I I love justice. (laughs) I love when people get their, what is that term? Get their comeuppance. Yeah. My experience of Punisher season one was just endless bleakness yeah in a really tedious way that wasn't like i didn't really like any of the characters or didn't hate any of the characters i remember just feeling kind of ambivalent about it it is very violent right it seemed yeah i think that was my experience was that it was extremely violent without the payoff or i wasn't bought in enough to get it like hey oh i like some violent shows like fargo Mm. for example that's what always brings to mind like surprisingly violent in places but Still, I really enjoyed that show. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't quite get it with The Punisher. And then season two, I'm like, oh boy. It's the same formula. Like, you know, you see these jerks being jerks. <laughs> and then you see them encounter The Punisher, right? But and The Punisher himself isn't that good either. Well, he has his... He has his... his I, so the reason why I like season one is because the buildup was just good enough where they showed enough of you know, release of him being a badass Mm -hmm. versus his reasoning on why he's being a badass. Right. Right, 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 right. Um, And I think that's just carrying over. It's just another pretty good mindless show to watch and just enjoy as you're watching it. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. I think in general, those Marvel Netflix TV shows are kind of hmm, tapering down, down which is why they're all being canceled. Yeah. And so Disney can do their own streaming show as well <laughs> yeah that's my feeling with most recent uh daredevil season yeah a little bit like uh, i mean even with filson whisk back in control i was like excited but then oh no it doesn't really dumb so i started that as well like i i'm on like episode three of daredevil uh season three yeah and for some reason it just didn't grip me but punisher season two is gripping me for entertainment what about you, Edwin? Well, speaking of TV shows that grip you, that perhaps haven't in the past, uh, True Detective Season 3. Oh. So far, two episodes in, a whole lot better than Season 2. I totally missed out on Season 2. I think you are fine. <laughs> so if I haven't watched Season 2, mm-hmm. will I be okay just starting Season 3? It's all anthology. Oh, great. Yeah. So the seasons are anthologies. Yeah. Season 1, fantastic. Fantastic. Season so 2, good. Uh, I think even HBO admitted they rushed out season two and it's just a bit of a beautiful but incoherent mess mm. of ridiculousness. Yeah. Um, so feel free to skip that. Uh, season three, strong start. 
I am cautiously optimistic for it. Okay. There seems to be a bit of PR, more so than season two around it. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, strong performances. Um, they've taken that same kind of structure as season one of, oh, it's you know a police, an internal police interview, but with flashbacks to the mm. past. They've now taken that three levels. Whoa. So there's now, <laughs> there's a guy current present day who's now you know in his late 60s late 70s being interviewed by a tv show that's doing sort of like a serial-esque delve into these unsolved cases and then also jumps back to him actual during that time during that time but there's also a middle one now <laughs> where he's being interviewed by his own police department about it so you get three levels of do they denote his, his appearance with like the level of beards uh, yeah, yeah, I, yes, they do, and also, but they do a very good job with the makeup. Sometimes the oh, makeup wow. is a little, little, little hokey mm-hmm. for these things, um, but in this case, it's done very well. Oh, amazing! Yeah, I might dust off my HBO app just to check yep. it out again. And that is our show. Tweet us at Seven Days to Play if you want to, and follow our Instagram at Seven Days to Play. That's all. Don't email us. Seven Days to Play.